Hi, this is Eric Y. Chen, host of the Y Factor podcast, where I interview entrepreneurs, CEOs, and individuals on how they got started in their business. I take a deep dive to understand their journey through life, uncovering their purpose, and most importantly, discussing their whys. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. This is Eric Y. Chen of the Y Factor Podcast. And today, I have very special guests here with me, Brian Pham and Maggie Chu of AHN. That is Asian Hustle Network. And I'm really excited to have you guys on here on my show. I'd love to have you guys introduce yourselves. Definitely. Thank you, Eric, for having us, having us on the show, man. I appreciate that. So my name is Brian. I am the founder of Asian Hustle Network. And before I started Asian Hustle Network, I am a real estate investor and a software engineer. Hi, everyone. And thank you, Eric. This is Maggie Chu. Um, just want to thank you for having us on the show. We're really excited to be here. I am the co-founder of Asian Hustle Network, and I was born and raised in San Francisco. And I come from a finance background, and I work in tech. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you guys here. And just a little backstory, Asian Hustle Network just started only a few months ago from the day of this recording. It's about what, November 8th, mm-hmm. 2019 was the founding date definitely yes. of, of this group. And if you can share with, with the audience uh, what's so special about this Asian Hustle Network, a Facebook group that you know they may have heard of, they may not have heard of, like what is this current hype all about? Yeah, so we started this group on Facebook, like you said, Eric, on November 8th of 2019. And initially, Ryan and I didn't really have much expectations. Like we thought we knew that it would be, you know, really big, but we didn't know that it would grow so fast. And so this network is mostly for Asians um, all over the world. And you don't even have to be Asian. You can be non-Asian as well. Um, And it's just a platform for Asians to come together and share anything about their businesses, their side hustles, if they want to collaborate with someone, if they want to seek feedback on a business idea they might have. And so we shared the group with about, you know, 100 people, let's say maybe less than that, with just our inner circle. Um, And we encourage people to like, you know, share an introduction about themselves, you know, what their business is. And, you know, as soon as we knew it, our friends started inviting other people and it just kind of snowballed into, you know, like a couple hundred to thousands to now 30,000 plus members. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a really inspirational journey for us, you know, just seeing everyone share their stories. And, you know, we're so excited for what's to come for AHN. Definitely. And the reason why we started as well is that we saw this need in our Asian community, you know, we saw that what we had in the world in general, Asians are really segregated from each other, like Koreans like the Koreans, Japanese with Japanese, Vietnamese with Vietnamese, but it's not this one group that united everyone else. So when I was looking around, I realized that it was this need that I wanted to make a difference from and to, and I wanted to create a community where people help each other selflessly, you know, that people really support each other and goals. And before we started Asian Hustle Network, I well, I am a real estate investor. And the idea is that when we went to this Berkeley conference, we realized that Asians aren't represented that well. You know, I didn't see that many Asian people in higher corporate ladders, especially tech. I didn't see that many Asians in higher higher real estate investments. So when I saw that, I'm like, man, like I really want to make it our mission statement to support each other, to push each other into more mainstream media, 
more investment ladders and corporate ladders as well. Really, it's just having a community to uplift all Asians around the world mm-hmm. in terms of certain industries and sectors of, of business. Now, it's it's obviously a huge, huge growth in terms of the, the Facebook group. Like you mentioned, it's well over 30,000 members in just three months. Right. And I, I think it's just, just rapidly growing um, and it'll just continue to grow since. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been very fortunate to be able to join along the ride, mm-hmm. I think around a thousand members. Mm-hmm. And like Maggie said, you know, friends started inviting their friends and we have a mutual friend. Shout out to Carolyn who invited me to the group. And so when I joined, you know, it, it did seem a little, the platform just seemed different. All right. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a ton of different Facebook groups, whether it's for Facebook marketing, whether it's for Amazon FBA, um, just digital marketing overall, and even what some other entrepreneur groups that just, that are just more generalized. Mm-hmm. So stumbling across Asian Hustle Network, it's just become something mm-hmm. very, very special. And I think it's touched upon a lot of individuals' lives as well, just within a short three months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've been able to, what, host two, three, four events, five, yeah. five events, five events. With the, uh, six and seven. so many events have already come together in such a short amount of time and mm-hmm. being able to meet with other people around the world, different cities, uh, different states, just being able to come together. And I think, you know, the three of us have been able to see a lot of magic really mm-hmm. just happen, right? right? People coming together in such short notice, volunteers coming out to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were, the three of us were just down in Southern California. Southern California for one of these large events that Southern California volunteers just put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we had almost 400 people show up. That's mm-hmm. like a, that's a conference yeah. uh, on its own mm-hmm. on a $0 budget. That exactly. was just, it's been crazy, right? Yeah. Shout out to Calvin Hang for doing that for yeah, us. Calvin. Shout out to Calvin over at Golden Marrow and the rest of the team. So, you know, that whole event, I think they said it was what, four weeks from four just, and a half weeks. Yeah. Just yeah, start that. Right. Start to finish. It, it's amazing. So before we dive too too deep into Asian Hustle Network, I did want to, you know, talk to you guys about, you know, what your guys' whole backgrounds are. And basically, even before you jumped into creating this Asian Hustle Network, how much like the background of of your guys' upbringing, your career, mm-hmm. um, you know, what you guys think sets you guys up for the current success that Asian Hustle Network is? Mm-hmm. I guess I'll start. Uh, so my upbringing is very humble. I would say my ver- my parents escaped the Vietnam War. Uh, so most of my childhood life, we didn't have a lot of resources or money. Uh, most of the clothes I had are hand hand downs for our friends and relatives. You know, I never really experienced like the fancier things of life until I got to college. Even so, like that was a huge mind blown for me to be able to. I used to appreciate like Denny's and IHOP so much because my parents would never eat out, you know? Wait, so um, when you say finer things in life in college, you're talking about Denny's? <laughs> Denny's and then progression to like other restaurants yeah. as you made up, up, up the ladder, you know? But for me, it's like I never had this type of resource before until I got financial aid money. I'm like, oh, no, I have some money. Let's go out and try some new things I never tried before, you know? And to my peers around me at, at that time, they're really shocked to see that I was so fascinated by everything because I'm like, dude, I never experienced this before. This is so crazy for me, you know? Um, and then that really opened my mindset to how other people thought. Because re- I would say like growing up, I've been in a huge circle, like a huge bubble where my friends are just like me. You know, we're parents of immigrants who don't have a lot of resources. 
we saw the same things in each other. We wore old clothes all the time. Like we didn't really saw what's what's out there. They got to college, and then I met all these people that came from wealthy families, you know. And then it made me question, like, what makes them different from me? That's when I started asking myself, I'm like, what are they doing with their time that I'm not doing with mine? We both had 24 hours a day. Uh, what can I do to improve myself? And from then, I started becoming very curious about money. You know, I would purposely come to my friend's house in college, who I know are doing really well, not to hang out, but to talk to their parents. I swear, I would talk to their parents about like what, like what are they interested in, and the best and the things I always get is real estate, stock investing, tech startups, and that created a huge interest for me in these fields because I wanted to emulate their success. You know. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much like uh, the whole thing about kind of a rich dad, poor dad mm-hmm. type mentality, right? You, you're growing up in an environment where you only know as much as, you know, your surroundings. And it's not, you know, our choice as kids to grow up with the family that we're put together, right? Mm-hmm. And so everyone has, um, you know, different opportunity. But like you said, everyone has the same 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge factor that a lot of people can take upon themselves. And it's really fascinating that you're saying instead of hanging out with your friends, you're there to hang out with their parents and, and learn from them. And I think that's something not a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're just maybe distracted to just go to hang out with their friends, mm-hmm. not even want to, you know, talk with their parents or maybe the friends would be too embarrassed for you to talk to the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, this is the first time even hearing about anyone really ever mm-hmm. doing that. Right. And I think that's what makes you so special too, just being able to put yourself out there mm-hmm. in these different types of scenarios. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah. And I've never been quite shy about it too. You know, like I would ask anything on my mind, like what stocks you think are great? What industry do you think is good? You know, and that really shaped my mindset. So when it's actually time for me to do it, I was like, I had a comfortable feeling that I was going to do well. You know, it's just an inner belief that I had years and years of knowledge of asking people questions, you know, and reading a lot of books and do a lot of research on my own line. I understood the terminology really well. So when it came time for me to start investing when I was like 22, it felt normal to me. And I felt like this is the path I was going to walk towards down the line. Yeah. I, you know, swung by your appointment or not appointment, your apartment a few weeks ago. And yeah, your bookshelf is just stacked with, <laughs> I think what, 10 times more books than I, I have, right? And a lot of similar, you know, overlaps in terms of, you know, the, the path that most people take in terms of the self-development side. But yeah, you're on, you're on a whole nother level. Um, <laughs> in terms of book reading. So, mm-hmm. um, absolutely fascinating. So Maggie, for you, I'd love to hear your upbringing and. Yeah. Um, so my upbringing, it's, um, so my parents have always been, you know, they've always taught me to be like very supportive of my peers and like very grateful of, you know, everyone around me. And, you know, growing up, my, my mom always, always told me, you know, like the most important thing is to have good manners and to help other people around you. But at the same time, you know, we, I grew up in San Francisco and we talked about, Brad and I talked about this before. And I noticed that people in San Francisco, they, they kind of segregate themselves. For example, the Chinese stick with the Chinese and the Vietnamese stick with the Vietnamese. I like never really knew a lot of Korean people. Like our groups were very segregated and I just never knew why, you know, and it's all also because the way I grew up, my parents, you know, 
I'm not sure if it was intentional, but we always just stick, we always stuck with the, the people who are Chinese. Um, and that's like all we knew. So growing up in like in high school, I only had Chinese friends. I rarely had any Vietnamese friends or Korean friends. But now it's like, now that I think about it, it's also because of how we are culturally and conditionally ingrained, right? Our parents taught us to just keep to ourselves. Our parents taught us to, you know, just, just stick with your own group, you know, be where you're comfortable at. But now we're living in a different generation and it's like we we should always come together and support each other, right? Because if you think about it, a lot of our parents came from times of war. And with that mindset, they think that it's, you know, unnecessary for us to come together and join forces. But now, now that we're living in a different era, it's like, why can't we come together and all help each other succeed, right? And I feel like we've talked about this during like our LA event as well. And I feel like we can do so much more if we just come together and help each other. And that's how it translated into like our mission statement for AHN as well. You know, we have so many different people from so many different backgrounds. And it just goes back to like what my mother taught me and like how we should all be supportive of each other. But we might not have access to that without online platforms, for example. You know, like how else would we be able to connect with people in Melbourne, for example, in Australia, in Asia, everywhere else in the world? And I think that this is how, this is what translated into our mission statement in agents to bring everyone together. And I think that's that's really important in terms of like, like you know, how my upbringing is like, because that really translated into my vision for the group and how I should, how I see how all of us should treat each other and how we should all support each other. Yeah, you both, have a great vision for this group entirely. And I was going to say, yeah, it's, you know, our generation, you know, who, where our parents have come to the U S and then we're now Asian Americans, but this whole group is, it's a global effort. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're now touching, you know, people in Australia and Asia, all parts of the U S. And so I, I think just giving a glimpse of what your guys's backgrounds are, just how you guys grew up really this is the culmination of both of your guys' visions together mm-hmm. um, and basically how and why Asian Hustle Network even exists today, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have been, you know, following this group and, you know, really want to help out with the Asian Hustle Network, you know, just based on the trajectory and the growth of it, based on the stories that people are sharing. A lot of entrepreneurs, business owners, they're sharing, you know, what they do and a lot of like a lot of a different path that what most of our parents have set us on, right? Mm-hmm. It's this, the, the standard thing you always hear, like you gotta be a doctor, you gotta be an right. engineer. I mean, mm-hmm. Brian's a, well, you're a software <laughs> engineer, right? Um, but you know, all the, the very stable career paths that mm-hmm. they want us to take because they want us to have a, a secure life, right? And they mm-hmm. assume that, having a career in those certain verticals or industries mm-hmm. is the best for us. Mm-hmm. But now we're seeing this whole trend where there are actually, you know, other Asian owned businesses here in the States, at least where people are taking a different path, mm-hmm. right? Whether they are dropping out of college or they take their college degree, maybe it's relevant to what they do today or not. They're opening up, you know, restaurants, uh, e-commerce or products. So what would you say to that? I mean, you technically, you know, you were a software engineer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now how do you, you know, foresee the future for yourself and even the group? That's a whole. I think, you know, you have to put yourself in your parents' position, right? I mean, they sacrificed a lot for you, for you to be here. And to them, these career professions is just security. 
And you have to think about where he came from. He came from a scarcity area, a scarce area where these opportunities weren't presented to them. There's so many times where my dad told me, he's like, if I came over to the United States when I was younger, I would have been a doctor. I would have been an engineer. I would have been all these things, you know? And you have to remember, like, this, these things are partially their dreams as well. But we are a new generation now, you know? And I do see, like, a lot of truth in what they're trying to say. They want us to have the, the best life we could, a comfortable life. But what they don't understand is that we are a new generation. You know, we have problems and issues that they haven't dealt with in their lives. There for them, it's like, we got to survive. We got to live. We got to make sure we have enough food, money, and shelter, table to raise you guys. For us, it's like, we have all those things. We start thinking about what makes us happy. You know, mm-hmm. what would you call Would you call us spoiled? Our generation was well, just a relative term, right? Because mm-hmm. like it's hard to say, but we have new new problems that they are not familiar with, and when you bring it up to them, we feel a cultural clash mm-hmm. because to them it's like, oh, you're just being so ungrateful, like giving you all these opportunities, and you're just gonna go out and do your own thing. But the thing is, like, we all want the same thing. We all want to be happy. We all want to be secured. If you can align those two visions visions together, that you whatever you decide to do will make you happy and secure. It'll fit your parents' vision. You know, it's easier for them to understand. But to get to that process, it's a lot of proving. You know, you have to prove to your parents that this is a secure path that I can walk down. There's multiple paths to success. And you have to keep in mind that when our parents came to the United States, they didn't have access to high education. You know, and what internet might have, I don't think, really right. existed when they came over exactly. here, too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'd like to touch on that, too. You know, like, we're, I feel like, Parents don't understand that we're living in a digital world now. And even when I presented the whole Asian Hustle Network idea to my parents and told them about it, you know, they had their worries. They had their doubts, obviously. You know, they didn't know anything about it and they can't because they're not on Facebook, you know. And even if they are, it's like they don't really have a full grasp and understanding of the concept behind it and what kind of impact it would have on us and the world and the Asian community. And it's like, it's very hard, like Brian said, to like show them, right? It's a lot of proving to them. But I think just like Brian said, we really have to, you know, show them that there's a lot of ways to make money, you know? And now that we're living in a digital world, we, as long as it makes us happy and we put 100% effort into it, we can be successful, right? Mm-hmm. And we're, it's all, it all goes down to, you know, just being in a different generation and our parents not being, being able to understand that. But if they can see that we are able to be happy and make a living out of it, then they will shift their mindset and they're like, okay, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I am just, you know, thinking, overthinking it, you know, because it is a new day and age right now. Yeah. And to touch upon that as well, like there's having people post their stories of them walking down this entrepreneurial path or something that's not being an engineer, doctor or lawyer. It, it brings possibility to our other members as well, who are like me, Maggie, years ago, who were just like, okay, we have to be in this profession. You know, it opens up this whole gateway of knowledge and, 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 you know, this knowledge that we can, there are other options out there besides these traditional paths. Mm-hmm. I think it, it goes similar to your mindset when you're younger, right? Mm-hmm. Just being able to talk with, you know, your friends, parents to really expose yourself to what is out there. What are the possibilities? Mm-hmm. What are the different channels for income, right? Mm-hmm. Not just one set career path. And yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, this group in itself opens up a lot of doors for so many people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's in part of why 
this podcast exists as well is because I want to be able to touch upon different, you know, professions, different career paths, different businesses that you could start. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when I started on my journey, all I really knew just from YouTube was Amazon FBA. Mm -hmm. And then that was it. I was like, okay, that model fits, you know, my mind or how I think I can process and build out a business. Mm -hmm. But, you know, having that opportunity, I was lucky enough where it's opened up so many more doors for me. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for other people, they might be, you know, creatives or they might have a love for culinary Mm -hmm. um, food. And so just, you know, being able to see other people's stories of Mm -hmm. restaurant owners, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe someone who owns a construction business or the Mm -hmm. automotive industry, the group itself has been just phenomenal. And I was Mm -hmm. sharing with you guys earlier, just talking to a few different members, they themselves who have posted their stories where it's not, they don't even have to be uh, super successful. Like while we already have some business owners who, you know, already own very big businesses or very well-known restaurants, right? We Mm -hmm. had the Lotus of Siam in Vegas, right? Right. Mm -hmm. One of the most popular Thai restaurants in the world. Um, (laughs) We got Sion Famous Foods from New York. They're sharing their stories. But then now we have new people who don't have a brand that's, you know, really Mm well-known, but taking that opportunity to share their story and um, really at the the pinnacle of their start Mm -hmm. and already seeing so much growth just within their business, right? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I was talking to this business owner who just launched her hot sauce business. She mm-hmm. posted her story on Asian Hustle Network and she just sold out within the first week, wow. right? And so love it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's been amazing. So love to hear what you guys think, you know, where you guys can take this group and where you guys see it going in the next few years. Yeah. So I guess I'll touch upon that. I think where we're going to group, what we have so far is a great community and we want to build on top of that, you know, and to do that, we're thinking about starting an investment fund that would invest back into the community. Essentially, we want to create an ecosystem inside the group where we have the people who actually achieve their dreams and their goals to kind of help back and mentor the newer people to get started. Uh, what we're doing also in the group is that we're giving away $1,000 to aspiring entrepreneurs who may or may not have an idea or product yet, but are kind of bootstrapping the resources to get started. And as soon as they bootstrap, they're going to get to the next level is the mid-tier entrepreneurs that want to get to the top tier, but they're not quite new. So this is where our fund will come into place where we will leverage the money from the people who achieve their goals and their dreams to invest back into the, 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 the mid-entrepreneurs and get to the upper tier. So essentially it becomes an ecosystem inside the group because, you know, $1,000, new idea, become middle tier. Middle tier gets reinvested through the fund and gets mentorship from the top tier. So it becomes an ecosystem. So that's one aspect of it. Another vision that we have is that we do want to put more Asians in mainstream media. And, the, and how we're going to do that is that we want to start posting entrepreneurial highlight videos similar to a CNN's Great Big Story where we can highlight Asian entrepreneurs around the world. And the reason being is that we want to humanize these top entrepreneur as much as we can to show you that, hey, they're just people just like you and I. There's no superpowers in them. What they have different from us is their mindset and their ability to take action, you know? And that's that's the ma- biggest two visions that we have. And the third one is we want to create a global conference every year. Uh, we realize that hosting these meetups is a great idea. At the same time, we started noticing that people around the world are feeling left out. They keep messaging us, hey, what about my city? What about that city? And from a scalable standpoint, that's not feasible. Like there's so many cities in the world that we can't possibly cover every single one. 
And the best solution for that is to create a conference where we bring people around the world, fly in, um, everything will be um, up to standard, you know, everything will have some sort of uniformity among all the meetups. Um, those are three big things I see us taking this year. But the first initiative, first two initiatives that I want to take on is the entrepreneurial highlight videos and the fun towards the end of the year. Yep. And just to bounce back off, off of that, you know, they're in the group, we see three different groups of people, right? The first group are aspiring entrepreneurs, and that's where we're going to be using the Patreon funds to give away $1,000 to those aspiring entrepreneurs to kickstart their business. Um, number two is the people who are, you know, they have their own business, they're actively posting to the group, you know, they're willing to share their stories, you know, they're not afraid to, to you know, share their journey and share their successes and share their failures, as opposed to the aspiring entrepreneurs, they're lurking, you know, they don't know what to post. And so we have 30,000 members, but not all 30,000 members are posting to the group. We have a 95% engagement rate, but that doesn't mean that everyone is posting. You know, they could be liking, they could be commenting on other people's posts, but they're not sharing their story. And a lot of the times they're saying that, oh, I don't have my business started yet. You know, I don't want to post anything. I'm scared to post because there's 30,000 people looking at what I'm posting. And that's really nerve wracking, you know, as mm -hmm. an aspiring entrepreneur. But, you know, we encourage everyone to, the beautiful thing about AHN is that we don't, we don't mind if you post just even before you start your own business. You know, we really encourage everyone to post because you can seek feedback from people and you can, you know, get business ideas. You can get suggestions on how you can, you know, how you can leverage those opportunities and how you can learn from them. So I think that's a really beautiful thing is that it's open to everyone and anything and everyone and any, anyone. Um, also, the third tier is, you know, the really successful entrepreneurs, right? And then Brian was also talking about the ecosystem. And a lot of them, they just want to give back to, you know, the mid-tier level entrepreneurs and the first level entrepreneurs. And, you know, I think having these events and having these conferences is a really great way to bring everyone together because there's so many people from so many different backgrounds and mm -hmm. we can all learn from each other that way. And one thing to add is that we want to encourage people to share their ideas because we want to help them develop abundance mindset. That it's okay for you to share your idea because what you learn is that when you have the same idea as someone else, your execution is completely different. You know, there's, there's so many people with the same idea with different execution. Your execution will never ever be the same as someone else. Mm -hmm. And when you're first starting out a company, you want to, get as much feedback as you can so you could tinker and pivot and tweet to become more successful, you know, because now you're actually listening to your customer base. And that's the same logic that we pretty much apply to Asian Hustle Network is that we listen to you guys' feedback all the time. We tweak Asian Hustle Network to fit what you guys want and what you guys need. And we haven't been shy about sharing our knowledge as well. We had other, other groups that reached out to us, like five or six groups, that asks us for our advice. Like, what did you guys do that made us that made you guys grow so quickly? I can honestly say from the bottom of my heart, we gave them every single knowledge that we can think of to grow, like the, how we grew Asian Hustle Network and how they can grow their network, you know? I had a guy that thanked me recently too because his he reached out to me and his group had 200 people that has almost 3,000 in a month, you know? Oh, wow. And I had never been shy with sharing knowledge and because I feel like there's so much resources out there for all of us to succeed. And I feel like the more people you help in return, like you also help yourself develop more as a person as well. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, just hearing about everything that you guys have seen in Asian Hustle Network 
has grown so much, so much different opportunity. And like Maggie said, right, the opportunity is there. And we've seen so many people be able to leverage the network already to, you know, start a business or collab with people or seek mentorship. You know, I have the, the you know, opportunity to have a small networking dinner where my friend Ronnie, shout out to Ronnie, he just hosted, you know, a small little meetup dinner with six people. And that was just an opportunity for people to get to know each other, bounce ideas off. And I think one of the most impactful things with his dinner was one of the attendees of that. She was thinking about quitting her side hustle because she just, it, it did really well the first month. And then the second and third month, she, it was what I consider still successful. She just didn't generate as much revenue as the first month. And so she mm-hmm. thought of it as a failure. Mm-hmm. And so just being able to bounce off the different ideas and, you know, her attending that dinner, she, you know, realized that the place of where she was on, in her business was really poised for better growth, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot more pressure, a lot more scalability issues that she was able to talk through. And now she felt more motivated to keep going with her business. And I'm happy to, to see her business. And I hope she does listen to this episode because she'll know who she is. I see her posting that she just did three events uh, in a row this past weekend. Wow. And I think she just kept saying she was selling out of her product for every single event that she has. Awesome. So I know she's doing great. One of the things I do see, and I get a lot of feedback just from friends and other people within the community is that they kind of get pissed off or find people just posting so much content within the group, mm-hmm. kind of annoying, mm-hmm. right? I have my own opinion about that, but I wanted to hear your guys' own feedback with the people who have that type of mentality mm-hmm. going into it when they're reading all of these things. Yeah, it's a, uh, for us, we, see, we view it differently, you know? Mm-hmm. We feel that since there's so much positive information available to someone and it's almost flooding, flooding your feed, it might affect them subconsciously to take more action without them even knowing it. And that's what I feel like that's the best way to teach someone something is when they don't even know that you're teaching them stuff. If you're affecting their subconscious mind, you know, I understand. I get the same feedback from most people being, oh man, your group has flooded my feed. Mm-hmm. But I think if people treat Asian Hustle Network more like a news outlet where they can mute the group, and then come to the group with any inspiration that would also work. You know, there's different ways to view it, but I think the high engagement means that there's a lot of opportunities to learn about things you'll never be interested things you never knew you were interested with, you know, just by catching your eye. Oh, wow, I didn't know that was business. Oh, wow, I didn't know it was a hustle. Oh, wow, that's a great idea. You know, so I hear that too a lot. And that's always been my suggestion is like, treat like a news outlet, you know, whenever you need inspiration, come to the group. Um, do you feel like, it's getting too overwhelmed and muting. But other than that, I feel like it's it's been positive. Everything had a good moderating team so far. So we moderate all the material among material and content that comes in and out of the group. We make sure that whatever you're viewing, what are you re- viewing it sub- subconsciously or consciously is, is good for your for your personal development. And also, you know, we have thirty thousand people in the group, right? And we're not going to be able to please everyone. Obviously with so many entrepreneurs inside of AHN, we're bound to have a lot of strong personalities. So we're always going to have conflicting personalities. For example, people are going to say, oh, I want to see more of this. And then other people are going to be like, oh, I don't want to see any of that. You know, so we're always going to get people messaging us those type of comments. And I, feel, we, I think Brian and I feel the same way about, you know, people who are posting a lot to the group. And 
It's like if they are passionate about something, especially AHN, we can't fight that, right? Mm -hmm. And we really appreciate people who are passionate about it. And we can only get to our goals for AHN if our members are passionate about the group and about our mission, about our vision. So it's like, it's really good marketing for them as well, you know, just to put themselves out there. We're living in a in an age of like, you know, personal branding, right? And, you know, Brian always says, for example, your personal brand will never die until the day that you die, right? And I think it's really important for all of us to really execute on that. And I think people are taking advantage of that. And that that is a good thing, you know, and that also helps us as well. You know, that that enhances our vision for AHN. We're not, we're not promoting drive-by promotions. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that we filter <laughs> out, for example, are like really self-promotional posts because we really want to encourage people to give before they receive, right? We really want people to bring value to the group and bring beneficial impact to other members before they are able to take away from the group. So the only things that we filter out really are really like self-promotional posts and scam. For example, we get like some that are like, oh, send money to the prince of Egypt or something. Nigerian prince. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) So those are the really two things that we really filter out. But I mean, in terms of people who are very passionate about AHN and posting a lot to the group, that's, you know, something that we have to appreciate because we do they, appreciate are, everything. Yeah, they have such a fire in their soul and such a passion and drive about AHN that we, we really do, you know, treasure that. I definitely agree with both of you hundred percent. And, you know, my whole opinion about it is like the same, same aspect of, everyone has the same 24 hours in their day. So it's like, what is someone doing differently than, mm-hmm. than the next person, right? Mm-hmm. What is someone doing differently within the group? Mm-hmm. And based the, the platform is open, right? Everyone right. can be able to post valuable content, share their information as much as they want, right? Mm-hmm. And so for those who you know have a different mindset of like, oh, it is annoying, or it's just, they might be too shy or too scared um, to post what they want to post, right. but they have every opportunity to do so. And I, I think okay. it's a, it's a beautiful platform for, you know, like you guys said, to run ideas by, um, or to post about their business to either seek help or, you know, help, you know, drive their, their vision for it and, and get their passion out there. So, I mean, Asian hustle network, I think has changed so many people's lives in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, been really wonderful to see it come to life. I do want to, finish this podcast off, you know, with you guys sharing, you know, information about the, the links, the Patreon, the, the fundraising and mm-hmm. everything, if you guys want to share that. Yeah. So you can find us on our Facebook group. It's facebook.com backslash groups backslash Asian Hustle Network. You can also find us on Instagram, Asian Hustle Network. Like we said, we are doing a thousand dollar USD giveaway for aspiring entrepreneurs who are trying to kickstart their business. And we are funding that through our Patreon. So thank you to all of our patrons who have donated to our Patreon. It's really to, you know, inspire these aspiring entrepreneurs to get started on their business. Um, And so we would really hope that you would become a patron. And so you can find us at patreon.com backslash Asian Hustle Network. We also have a GoFundMe that would fund other initiatives for AHN, such as events, global conferences, you know, our videos that we will be doing for Hustle's uh, success stories. Um, We're going to be flying our digital um, production team all over the world to capture those moments. And so our GoFundMe page is gofundme.com backslash F backslash Asian Hustle Network. 
Definitely. We're also looking for sponsors too. So whenever we have an event that come that's coming out like a conference or a mini meetup, we're always looking for sponsors to help us cover our costs. I mentioned this to the team before that everything that all of the events that cost is like cover 100% by me. <laughs> yeah, the, the, very, the very first event we, we hosted together, you bought all the food and put the down payment on the drinks. And, you know, that, that is a burden to carry. Right? Yeah. Um, and this is, I know, it's just one, one event. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not asking for anything. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that it's, I want to keep on moving forward. And we are keep we call want to keep on looking for sponsors to help us cover the costs because our vision is much bigger than just one meetup. We exactly. want to be a big wave, a big movement that changes the world. Yeah, yeah. I call I call that first event just growing pains, and <laughs> fortunately, I had to fall on, on your shoulders, Brian. But every event since though has been phenomenal. Um, yeah, and I, I think everybody is seeing the vision. Mm-hmm. Um, people are loving it, and you know, if you guys have not. Uh, stumbled across this group, definitely check it out. Uh, all the links that Maggie just mentioned, I'm going to include it onto the website as well for you guys to check it out. Uh, feel free to donate or support uh, this group. The vision is is huge. I'm part of the moderating team for Facebook. You know, I think what, maybe a few days uh, after I joined, right? And very trusting of Brian to, to get me in on his team. And I'm very appreciative of, of all of that. And just being able to see this whole group grow, I, I think, you know, a lot of people can can believe in the vision and just bring everyone together, Asian or not, right? And just mm-hmm. being able to have a positive community to support each other. So anything else you guys want to share before we sign off? Uh, no. Just wanted to thank you for having us on this podcast, Eric. Yeah, yeah. thank you, Eric. Appreciate it, man. It's lots of fun. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. All right. We'll see you guys next time on the Y Factor Podcast. Peace. Bye. Thank you so much for listening until the very end. You can find more information about my guest on the website at whyfactorpodcast.com. I'll provide any links and promo codes that were mentioned in the interview. A full transcription of the interview is also available on the website. Share with your friends and tune in next time for another episode of The Y Factor.